I'm Carrie. And I'm Chrissy. And And we we are Status Macabre. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. This is Status Macabre. Hello, hello. Hey. How's it going? It's going well. It is. It's it's going well. I got to tell you. So in our last episode, episode you said, suggested mm-hmm. that I check out Peacemaker on each HBO. Peacemaker. Right? Because you said Peacemaker and then you said Fire. Yeah. I don't remember Peacemaker. The <laughs> one with John Cena? Oh, I never. No, that was not me. I don't care about, yeah, no. But okay. it's okay. Did you watch it? It was great. Yeah. Um, Who the hell told me to watch Peacemaker then? I told you to watch um, Fire, yeah. But I also told you Inventing Anna. That was the one. Yeah, Inventing Anna. Maybe I just squirreled and saw you were John like, oh, Cena Peacemaker. and was like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, this I'll have to tell. But I remember thinking, this doesn't seem like something crazy. Yeah, no. That's, watch. You saw my face. I was like, what? <laughs> so anyway yeah, so there's that so then scratch that never mind um on us on the second note it's freaking gorgeous outside it is so we we're talking about the weather again it's beautiful i sat out on the roof of our um work building today and i did some work it was fabulous i was in the sunshine it was great so um and it's what was it? it's 80 80 something so yeah all you folks that are not experiencing the warmth i'm sorry for you yeah, um, so sorry for you. So sorry. I'm excited, and um, it's just going to get worse from here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's just going to get, yeah, I know. I've got spring fever for sure. And um, everything's opening up. Yes. So we went, I know, I, I think I mentioned this last time, but we yep. went to Savannah. It's, I mean, I'm sorry. Asheville. Asheville, yep. and it's. It's all open. All open. The, there are some shops who are on their own accord, you know, forcing people to wear a mask which we didn't go into any of those but for the most part right everything's open well that's great yeah because so, uh, i know Asheville is shut down for a little bit yeah they were so. and they're having the beer festival this year for oh, sure sweet yeah sweet that was fun last time we went i know i'll have to get the dates because yeah i love to go i i love to go that was fun it's, it's been I don't know. They've had it's been a couple years. years. We haven't been able to haven't go been to a GD film, uh, beer festival in a while. I yeah. can make my own. I know. <laughs> we can do that. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody is having a great or had a great week. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot going on outside of the warmth. Um, we are plugging away on episodes. Um, well, I don't have anything. Oh well, got April Crime Con. Crime Con coming up, and then um, I don't know that we have. We got a whole lot. We've got a. We have some things that we talked about, but yes. because to be honest, we um, the holidays came up, yep. my surgery, and we just gotta. We just gotta. We get gotta. To yeah, planning we, mode really yeah. is what we do. We have. We have about a hundred things that we want to do. Yeah, I will say if anybody has any um, episode suggestions, as always, please feel free to drop us a line and give us your thoughts on what you would like for us to cover because yeah you know we're always looking for good material 
That's for so. sure. I mean, we do have a smart sheet with a shit ton of good material. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, we squirrel a lot. I remember whenever we were kind of putting it together and we were like, everyone we put down, this is awesome. This is awesome. Right. And now I'm going back like, eh. Uh, I know. That one's overdone. Eh, I'm yeah. Do that one. Yeah. So if, if folks have like a case that's maybe local to you, that, you know, the national, you know, no peop- nobody's heard of, please. That would be good. Yeah, give it. We like to research. Um, that's half the fun. And so, yeah, let us know what you have on tap on your end. Yeah, we'll and I definitely. You're right. Like I, if it's something's been overdone, like Ted Bundy or yeah. Eileen. Well, or, it's yeah. Well, I'm it's like, super interesting. It's it's like you can only do so many takes on that. So we'll we'll eventually do those. But I they're still on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely like to do something nobody's heard of or not many people have heard of so agreed so that that said we want to get into this week's episode this is a two-parter this is something that i've always wanted to talk about um it's uh about reincarnation i don't know if if most people some people know people believe in reincarnation um if you're a non-believer um maybe stay tuned and and listen to um the stories that i i have um for this episode hey and if you're like a like a like a non non believer, drop us a line. Tell us why why and yeah. and you know what you heard that in tr- piqued your interest. Yeah, I um, I did a little bit of research on this. Um, uh, I say a little bit, a lot, but I also, it's one of the main subjects that I I just love talking about. I just think it's super interesting. It, um, I I don't I haven't I don't think I heard of any that you're going to talk about today, but. You know, I've definitely heard some where I'm like, it just gives you chills. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no way. How do you not believe in this? I don't know. Some people are just strictly. My son would say, I don't believe in hokum. Yeah, so. uh, And you know who he is. (laughs) Well, yes. Agreed. (laughs) So, uh, reincarnation, like I said, is just something I strongly believe in. Um, I even have the Triskel tattoo on my shoulder. Um, I got it in Key West. I was there. And um, it just kind of symbolizes the whole cycle of birth, death, rebirth. Um, and I, I just, like I said, it's something I'm very interested in and uh, I believe in um, wholeheartedly. And it's hard for me to believe that when a person dies, you know, you, they just turn to dust. That's and, just it, right? And that's it. There's nothing else after that. And Mm-mm. maybe, yeah, maybe, and there's no afterlife and, and I know there's a lot of people that believe that, that you just have this one chance and you're done. But um, there are so many religions that, you know, believe in reincarnation and support it, um, discuss it on a, you know, regular basis. And and I, I feel, you know, strongly your energy, your soul, your spirit have to go somewhere, do something once your physical body is no longer functioning. Right. So I just don't think it can evaporate into thin air. Well, I think that, well, here's a question for you being Catholic. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Does, you know, are there any sort of, maybe not Catholic, maybe just a Christian in general, Mm -hmm. right? Are there, like, is that? It's like a no-no? No. At least not for me. I mean, each denomination has its own thought I think there's some people who just truly or some you know denominations that are just you know strictly I would probably think Jehovah Witnesses and and I'm these are not derogatory please don't take this if you are it's just 
I think that these are the religions that it probably are like, no, we don't, that's not something we believe in, which is fine. Um, but you, you know, you've got maybe some very Southern Baptist. I'm not, I'm not sure. I just know that, um, I know for, for me, from a Catholicistic, I don't know if that's that a was, word. I, <laughs> I was going to say that's good because I have no idea if that's yeah, a word. I, I, it's not something you don't discuss. It's not something that you're like, oh, nope, 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 nope. I truly, that is not something that we believe in. And if it is, I am a bad Catholic. I've never claimed to be a wonderful, you know, Catholic. So, you know, if I'm wrong, please, as a, a, a fellow Catholic Let church member, please say, Chrissy, you're so full of shit. You're wrong. <laughs> but. Um, in recent years, there has been a lot of research that's gone into the study of reincarnation. In fact, the University of Virginia has put a lot of work into trying to understand the subject. A man by the name of Jim Tucker, he's an associate psychiatry professor, heads up the Division of Perpetual Studies Department at UVA and has spent over 15 years investigating claims made by children, um, usually between the ages of two and six years old, who say they've had past lives. Yeah. Um, the children are sometimes able to provide enough detail about those lives that their stories can be traced back to an actual person, uh, rarely famous, um, but often entirely unknown to the family who died years before. Well, I mean, and it would be, for me, it would be telling if a 44-year-old person had just said all of a sudden, <laughs> Oh, I was hey, Cleopatra. <laughs> but if a three-year-old or a four-year-old or a five-year-old... Right can tell you I was in that room and know the the boiler was on the other side. Like that is that's chilling. Telling. Oh yeah. And and they or say psych, you know, maybe it's a psychopath. I don't I know. Well it could be the beginnings of a psychopath. There but you, you know, they say that children are more connected to their, you know, previous lives because they're, they're open so, to that kind of thing. They yeah. you know, as we get older we understand logic better. We're more logical rather and and those things kind of dissipate in our memories. Yeah. So you start to, you know, grow a brain. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and life experience and that kind of thing plays into, you know, what you remember, what you don't remember. So um, some interesting statistics have come out of, um, you know, research. The median age at the time of the previous person's death is 28. So those people who have died and been reincarnated, median age of death was around 28 years old. Wow. Most um, children claiming memories of a past life are between the ages of two and six, like I said earlier. Uh, 60% of children who remember past lives actually are male, which is interesting. You know what? I guess so. I'm just thinking of the few that I remember seeing. They were little boys. Yep. Yep. Roughly 70% of the children claim that died um, in a violent or natural death. So that's... That's a little telling, too, because maybe you were killed, you weren't expecting to be killed, obviously, and you're like, what the hell happened? So that's, you know, your soul's kind of stuck there maybe a little right. bit. Or you're like, hey, I wasn't ready to go yet. Let me dive back into this person. So, Well, that that makes sense. I mean, to me, it does. Yeah, no, it makes but. sense to me. Um, in those cases, just over 70% of the deceased individuals were male, the same ratio as in the general population. Interesting. 90% of the children. Does that mean there's no hope for us? I, I think, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I always joke and say. We may be too old. Next life. Next life. Yeah. Next life, I'll be on top. Yeah. And you'll be like, God, why, Christy, is your life so well put together? And I'll be like, 
Remember last time. Don't you recall <laughs> this conversation we had? Right. That's right. Ninety <laughs> percent um, of the children um, say that they were the same sex in a previous life as they are now. So, which one again kind of reinforces to me that hey, I wasn't ready to go yet. Uh, let yeah. me finish this life out. Well, I don't know how this works. Just tell, talking to the reincarnation gods, I'm never <laughs> going to be ready to go. So exactly keep me in mind. <laughs> Like, I don't want to miss out. Save me a place in line. Save me a spot. Um, <laughs> I got dibs. <laughs> the median time between claimed death and birth, interestingly enough, is only about 16 months. Which is not going to play into either one of my stories here. Um, but that's supposedly the, um, the, the median, the median time, time between... When they die and when they come and back, when they come back is 16 months, it's about 16 months. And so that, I mean, that just goes to show there's so many cases out there and I'm going to be talking about two in particular that that 16 month time frame is way off, but uh, okay, um, good. Cause I, you know, I, yeah. well, clearly I haven't, I didn't research any of these facts. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, Oh wow, that's pretty interesting. It's interesting. Um, and then 20% of children claim memories of the time between death and rebirth, which is even more bizarre. That is bizarre. So, yes, I went to heaven. I sat by God. Jesus patted me on the head and said, get your ass Not back your down here. Yet. Yeah, get back. Go back. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I want to talk about, you know, a couple of these cases I find extremely compelling. So, this episode, we're going to focus um, on a guy um, who died his name is Marty Martin. Now, Marty Martin was born Morris Kalinsky in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on March, I'm excusing me, May 19th, um, 1903. Same day my daughter was born. Obviously not in 1903. But, um, <laughs> Maybe she was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she, um, I'm sorry, he was born back in 1903. His parents were Ukrainian Jews who had then recently immigrated to the United States. He had two sisters, one of whom died young. In the 1920s, he and his surviving sister went to New York City where he tap danced on Broadway as Marty Kalinsky. Later, he moved to Los Angeles, changed his name to Marty Martin, um, and tried to make it in the movies. Um, when his acting career failed, he opened a talent agency, which was called the Marty Martin Agency. Um, this was successful, and he became wealthy later in life. Now, Marty was a staunch Republican who favored Chinese restaurants, enjoyed the beach, and had an extensive collection of sunglasses. wonder why that's a... Uh... It's very tidbit, uh, interesting <laughs> tidbit. I don't know. Um, he owned a very large house with an outdoor swimming pool on Roxbury Drive in Beverly Hills. So that ought to tell you how well he was yeah. doing. I'm not like, oh, I know where that's at, but I've heard yes, about yes. it, right? Like. I've been on Roxbury Drive. I have not. Yes, it's a very affluent neighborhood. Um, he traveled frequently to New York and on four occasions sailed to Europe on the Queen Mary to visit his sister, who was then living in Paris. Wow. Um, and Marty uh, Martin um, was married four times, but only had one daughter of his own with his last wife. He had five stepchildren, including three boys he adopted when he married the final time. And, and he was stricken with leukemia and died in the hospital on December 25th, 
1964, of a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 61. So now we're going to fast forward to a little boy named Ryan Hammonds. So remember Marty Martin, Mm -hmm. but now we're talking Ryan Hammonds. I feel like there's going to be a connection There will be. Hang tight, folks. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Ryan Hammonds was born in Muskogee. um, Muskogee. Muskogee. Um, I had to like strain to say that. Um, (laughs) Oklahoma. It just doesn't go together at all. You want to like... I remember too much about stopping break apart the words, words. so you can but not but not what is that phonetic phonetically thank you <laughs> <laughs> we will get there it takes a village we'll get through this. people it takes a village yes. so he was born in Oklahoma in 2004 um nearly 40 years after Marty Martin's death um his parents are Cindy and Kevin um Hammonds and they were Protestant Christians Cindy served as a deputy county clerk. Kevin was a lieutenant in the police department. Um, Ryan was speaking, um, was late speaking, rather. He had an issue with his enlarged adenoids, which caused him some speech delay. Hmm. Um, adenoids, if you don't know, are um, a mass of lymphatic tissue situated between the back of the nose and throat, and they basically protect your body from viruses and bacteria, um, but they can become inflamed and hinder breathing um, and speaking in young children. So a lot of times when, you know, you get your tonsils out, they'll automatically take your adenoids out because yeah. those are usually enlarged. So I know my brother had his out when he was younger, and I think I got mine out when I got my tonsils out back when I was like 10 or 11. Probably. And they, um, now I've never had mine out, but I remember my brother Adam, he was like, Eight, nine, ten, yeah. and um, they promise you ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Oh yeah, he was so excited. He woke up and he just cried. Oh, because it's painful. So I will tell you, it was very painful. Um, but yeah, so he had issues um, talking. But when he was four years old, Ryan's adenoids were finally removed, um, and then he started to speak in complete sentences and began to relate memories that ultimately were d- identified with Marty Martin. Um, so there's your connection. Yeah. Um, his first comments concerned three adopted sons to whom he had given his name. So I got a question here. Yeah. So he remembered the name Marty Martin. Well, not initially. Initially. So he just remembered that certain facts, certain facts about his life. And so he, um, his first comments were about the kids. Um, he said he was from Hollywood and pleaded with his mother, Cindy, to take him there so he could see his other family. So as a mother, I'd be like, what in the hell like, is you're, going you're thinking, on? And especially in 2004, right? counseling, uh, maybe an exorcism. <laughs> I, I don't, exorcism. I don't know what you think, but you're, you're concerned. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, you know what? Stop watching TV. Um, (laughs) Your imagination has gone wild. Games are gone. No more whatever the kids are doing nowadays. It's all gone. Yeah. So Ryan said that he had this really big house with a swimming pool that was located on a street whose name had rock in it. Um, He had owned a green car. He um, would allow no one else to drive. Mm -hmm. Um, He liked to go to the beach with his girlfriends which apparently he had many of. Remember, he had been married four times. Um, I take them all to the beach. Yeah, and Ryan, at four years old, had a 
fascination with sunglasses and said that he was often sunburned in life um, that he remembered. So, I mean, wow, it's a little interesting. Was there, did you actually see, like, did they have any videos that you watched? There are, yeah, there are a couple of videos. So you got to see the kid? Yeah. Wow. Was yep. it truly? It was very interesting. Yeah. He was small. And and it, and interestingly enough, there is a couple of YouTube videos, which I can post links um, to, but, you know, it's when he's small and then as an adult. And so, wow. yeah. And, and usually when you're around adultish, or, well, you're getting older past getting towards like the 10 year old. Mm-hmm. older that kind of thing you start to forget a lot of that stuff yeah so so he's only five uh, or excuse me four and he said he had worked for an agency where people changed their names um, and this is all coming from a four-year-old it's it's it kills me he also talked a lot about a senator five whom he used to see in new york um he did not like franklin Dillon, um franklin Del- d roosevelt, roosevelt. yeah I always have a problem with his middle name. Anyway. I just don't say it. Delano, Delina, whatever. Um, anyway, he's and he's a Democrat because remember Marty was a Repu- staunch Republican. Republican. Um, he had traveled a lot. He had gone to Europe by boat, visited Paris, and had even seen the Eiffel Tower. Well, I mean, that's cool. I don't need to see it. I saw it before. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm foreign. <laughs> I've already seen all that shit. So, have you been? Yes, I've been to Paris. <laughs> Could you imagine his stories on the on the playground? Like the teachers calling you, like, "Okay, we we got to have a conversation about you, kid, your I, kid," and you're like, "Yeah, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Quit talking about your former life." That's just strange. You know, the kids are probably like, "What the hell? This kid is weird." Well, the peak of Brian's memories came when he was four, but they continued for years after thereafter. He would recount his memories in nursery school. As well as at home. So there you go. Yeah. There's the there's the playground or playground situation where he's like, yeah, just call me Marty. Um, <laughs> although he didn't know his name yet, so he wouldn't have said that. But he was like, yeah, I gotta go home to my rock house, and I have a big swimming and all my pool sunglasses. <laughs> and my four wives. Yeah. So although he had made many comments in response to things he saw and heard during the day, he was especially inclined to tell his tales at bath time before bed. Um, sometimes he woke screaming from nightmares, although he could not remember what they were about. That's sad. Yeah, occasionally when he got up, he complained that his chest hurt and he would gasp for air. Oh. And I guess because of the cerebral hemorrhage, I you know, he was dying. I don't know. Yeah. Well, in an effort to help him remember more and perhaps learn to whom he was actually referring to, um, his mother began to borrow books about Hollywood from her local library. So Ryan recognized Rita Hayworth <laughs> um, and Marilyn Monroe. I mean, two of the greats. I know. So it, if it, you're going to... Rita Hayworth at four, though, I kind of would have been like... Absolutely. How I, that, in the hell do you know who Rita Hayworth is? That, for me, would have been like, wow. I, I, pro- I got chills thinking about it. Yeah. But as a mother, I probably would have scooped him up and like wrapped him in aluminum and taken him somewhere. <laughs> You give him like aluminum hat, yeah. aluminum hat, aluminum blankets, uh, a lottery ticket. Could oh, you please yep, yep. make sure you write down Sweetheart, the lottery numbers? Pick out the ticket that you want, right, and write down the numbers, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then when Cindy uh, brought home a book that included information about a 1932 movie, it's called Night After Night. Ryan spotted a photo of an actor he said was his past self. So, like, they're going through this book, and he knows shit. That's point, me. 
points it out and said, wait, I know that guy. That's me. And so, unfortunately, the man was just an extra in the film, so they didn't know exactly who he was. His name was never used, and the movie credits just did not make clear who he was. Especially back then, I would imagine. Right. So, on February 10th, or excuse me, in February 2010, Cindy wrote to Jim Tucker, who, again, we talked about in the beginning at the University of Virginia. She listed some of Ryan's statements and included the picture of the extra in Night After Night that Ryan said was his previous incarnation. So, it's a month before, you know, he uh, Tucker received Cindy's letter um, and had been contacted by a producer for the cable television series, The Unexplained, um, expressing interest in documenting his reincarnation research. So Tucker told him about Ryan when he gets the letter and sent a camera with which to record his first interview with the boy, which was arranged for in April. So two weeks after Tucker's return from Oklahoma, the show's producers decided to remove Ryan's case up to their priority list because they're like, this is some weird yeah. shit. And so I'm assuming, so two so two weeks after his return, so they yeah. actually have seen the video of him and everything now, and so they're yeah, like, they, cause, this is legit. Yeah, so Tucker had sent a producer to Ryan's house and said, talk to this kid. So it's already come back. Yeah, and, and, he, and so it. they're like, okay, we really need to yeah. move this up in the priority of, of and, airing. And I, I wonder if the mother's seen dollar signs at this point, because surely this is a case that you... Maybe. I would imagine. Maybe. Of course, you would want help, too. Well, and I, I you know... But the, it is the unexplained. <laughs> it is the unexplained, but you have to question, okay, somebody sent some producers out. How is this, you know, are their parents embellishing, you know, his... Yeah. memory. I mean, you've got a lot of factors in there that make you question, all right, this is bullshit, or is it really it it, Well, it's past the sniff test. Right. So, they identified an actor they believed was the one Ryan recalled having been and flew him to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. But he did not recognize any houses connected with this man. He did, however, recognize a house that belonged to another actor um, named Wild Bill Elliott who had appeared in Night After Night, and who he had previously said was his friend. So he was like, oh, hey, that's Wild Bill. (laughs) But he didn't recognize any of the houses when they flew him to Los Angeles. Except for Wild Bill's. Right. That's Wild Bill Elliott. Yeah. So it turned out that the production crew had made the identification on the basis of a perceived resemblance between the actor and the extra in Night After Night. But nothing in his biography matched Ryan's memory. So they were like, okay, that's probably not him. Well, a film archivist hired um, was hired to take a second look and was able to determine the name of the extra, which was Marty Martin. Research- which... He, well, he, he had, didn't know at this time. They still he didn't, hadn't known. He didn't know the name. He, he hasn't said my name was Marty yet. Yeah. Nope. He just said that picture is me. So research into Martin's life showed him to be a good fit for Ryan's memories. Well, Ryan was six years old by then um, and was flown back to Los Angeles and given a tour of places associated with Marty Martin. He responded to all of them, leaving little doubt that his new identification was the correct one. So, and I've got chills right now. So at Kevin's suggestion, so Kevin is the dad, Cindy recorded Ryan's memories in a journal. She began doing this when Ryan was five, but before contacting Jim Tucker. So she had some 
she had info a beforehand. Bit of, yeah. yeah. And continued afterwards. So as of March 2016, she had listed 230 items of which 55, so 24%, had been proven correct and 15% incorrect or implausible for Marty Martin. With the passage of time, the majority of 140 or 69.5% the fact were that, unverifiable. The fact that 20, you know, you might go 24%, 55F, that's a fail, whatever. Right. But the fact that he got an anything detail. correct yep. is telling. A- astounding. Like, I, I probably get uh, there, the house had walls. I know. <laughs> oh my God. There He's was a been driveway. There was yeah. A dr- that would be, but the, that to me trees. is that's astonishing. Yeah, no. And I, I'm going to go through some of the statements yeah. here in a second. So eight of Ryan's correct statements were of such a general nature that Cindy was able to verify them in books or through internet searches, even before, before she wrote to Tucker. For instance, she was able to confirm the identities of the actors that Ryan did recognize by name in the pictures from night after night. So that was that wild Bill Elliott. Right. And another guy. So... Ryan made each of the other 47 correct statements about Marty Martin before his name was known. So these 47 statements were abstracted from Cindy's journal and published in a book by Leslie King. So here are some of the statements. He is the man in the photograph in the movie Night After Night, which, you know, we already said. Okay, so let me, let me ask really quickly. So yep. are these verbatim? Yeah, these okay. are verbatim. These were Ryan's statements. Got it. Um, he knew he lived somewhere in Hollywood. He lived somewhere with the word rock or mount in it, a street address. Um, he was very rich. His house was big. There was a brick wall at the house. There were three boys. He didn't think the boys were his, but he said he had given them his name. So, which he did. He had, adop- adopted, he had them. adopted yeah. them. Um, he also had a daughter. Um, he brought color coloring books home, um, which is kind of very specific. Yeah. Um, he had trouble with his oldest stepdaughter. Uh, she wouldn't listen, and she didn't respect him. Oh, so that happened back then, too? Uh, apparently. <laughs> um, he had a large swimming pool. His mother had curly brown hair. He had a younger sister. He bought his do- daughter a dog um, when she was about six. She didn't like the dog. Um, he hated cats. He knew, and he, remember, he kept saying uh, Senator yeah. Five, but it's Senator Ives, I-V-E-S. Um, he used to see Senator Ives in New York, um, and he found it on a map. Um, he had a green car. He didn't let anyone else drive the green <laughs> car. Um, he had had many wives. His wife drove a nice black car. Uh, he was an agent. He ran an agency. Um, the agency changed people's names. Um, he also said he tap danced on stage. Uh, the stage was in New York City. He saw the world on big boats where he danced with pretty ladies. Uh, he ate in Chinatown a lot. His favorite restaurant was there. He got skin burns, quote unquote, skin burns in Hollywood, which meant he was sunburned. Oh, I, you know yep. what? I just, <laughs> I didn't make that correlation. Yep. Well, remember, you got a five year old telling you these things. Yep. Um, he went to Paris, he saw the Eiffel Tower. He took his girlfriends to the ocean. He played the piano. He owned one. He had an African-American maid. He knew Rita Hayworth. She made, quote, unquote, um, quote, ice drinks and was uh, recognized in a photo. Um, he knew that Mary Lady, 
you couldn't get close to talk to her. And in the photo, he was like, "It's this is Mary, and he meant Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Nice. Um, bread was his favorite food. He had a sunglass collection, and he was a smoker. A um, couple more. He had many girlfriends and affairs, never had problems getting the ladies. He liked, he liked to watch surfers on the beach. He owned guns. He didn't have a TV when he was a little boy. They had a radio first. He hated FDR um, and I think mainly Democrats. <laughs> right. Um, you go to a room with numbers on the door before dying. He says, I'm not five. I'm closer to 105 when I was here before. And he would have been 106. You know. Had he lived. I um I just Googled actor Marty Martin, yep. and he's, you know, he's easy on the eyes. I was going to say he's not a bad-looking guy. He's definitely like your I typical think, I mean, rat pack yeah. type actor around and that time frame. You know something I was thinking about when you were going through these statements, uh, statements that yeah. were, these are the ones that were actually proven, right? Yeah, these Some are the ones that, that they could align with Marty Martinson, or right. Marty Martin, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking that it's a shame that this reincarnation, right, doesn't go backwards. And what I mean by that is we mm-hmm. believe in that, like, you know, but right. but back then you had no way of knowing, like, I'll be back. You really have no way of <laughs> knowing that that's going to happen anyway, but you just kind of hope maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You're one of the lucky ones, but who's to say you're not? I mean, we know Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming back. I mean, he did say, I'll be back. Wow. That was bad, wasn't it? I, I had to say that. Though. I almost choked. Because <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? True dad joke. I'm what did I miss? Dad. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, though. I mean, it's a shame that, yeah, it's not. It'll be like, do... look, we'll pick this up when I get back in 106 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, See you in 23. Yeah. Um, but he had died at the age of 61. So that time frame. You know, when he said I would have been 106, well, 105, he was it added up. almost And so at this on. time, he's six-ish, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the assertion that he had died when he was 61 is particularly interesting because Martin's death certificate gave him a birth date of 1905, which would mean that he was only 59 in 1964. But the correct date is given in Marty's online IMDb biography, which was not available for Tucker initially, so that he counted this as an error in his write-up of the case when, in in fact, Ryan was actually correct. Oh, shit. About his death, right. So among the 15 statements that turned out to be wrong or doubtful for Marty Martin were, one, his father had died when he was a child in his past life, um, when in reality, Martin's father died only six years before Martin. Um, a, his wife enjoyed putting his daughter's hair in pigtails or a ponytail. If he did, it must have been when she was very young because his daughter did not recall this. And he only had the one daughter. Correct. And and he had a stepdaughter, stepdaughter. but then he had a he had a yeah his biological right. yeah daughter. Um, he had given his daughter a watchdog she didn't like. Now Martin indeed did buy his daughter a dog, which she did not like, but it was a Yorkshire Terrier, which is not I mean, much. kind of close, right? Not, because you've seen, I got a Yorkie. I mean, yeah, but he's not. He's not a watchdog. I was going to say, he come. I come in and he acts like he's never been held. 
right. or loved. Like, like he's been abandoned. But right. some some of these smaller dogs are dicks. Like they oh, were, for they're sure. straight up ankle biters. Chihuahua. My grandma's Yorkies when yeah. we were younger. She was the only one that could touch him. No one else. Oh, could really? Touch him. Really? So yeah, maybe. I think this one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's and it's vague. You know, it's it's a little yeah. vague. So and to a four-year-old. Oh yeah, that could be a watchdog. And you're absolutely right, and that's yeah. a good point. That's a very good point. Um, it said he died when his heart exploded. Um, and Martin's death death was actually unwitnessed. Um, but as the cause of his death, it was actually from a brain hemorrhage. Who's to say his heart didn't hurt? Well, and the thing I was going to say, how, you know, as a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, you're trying to articulate how you thought you died and my heart exploded. Maybe that's what it felt like. Yeah. You know, you don't know. Um, He also said his body was cremated when, in fact, Martin's death certificate says. How the hell are you supposed to know that? That he was buried. And maybe he wanted to be cremated and they didn't cremate him. I don't know. But that, that goes to show you, I mean, a little bit. You know, they say you can remember between the your death and birth, rebirth. He definitely was wrong in that in that category. So, um, in addition to talking about Martin's life, Ryan commented on what happened when he when one died, um, and he says that there was this, you know, quote unquote, awesome light um, one should go towards. But everyone came back in a new body to live again. Uh-huh. Um, when he died, he had gone to a waiting place rather than to heaven. Um, on another occasion, Ryan told Cindy that he had seen her from heaven and that he had known her from an earlier life. Ryan told his mother They're that. Yeah. Okay. He said that he had chosen her for his mother so that he could take care of her in this life. Okay. Let, let me just say, uh, there's no way I would have chosen my mother. I'm just saying. I know it makes you interested because I always I'm like, if that's the case, why in the hell did my kids choose me? Let's be honest. I you know what? OK, but here's the I mean, thing. I'm a good mother, but I'm just saying right. why? Why? <laughs> but do, do you think that that this doesn't mean everybody's reincarnated? No. And, 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 and funny you bring that up because there's so many instances where, you know, you come across people and I use my son as this example. Which one? Will of an old soul. Oh, yeah. He is like a 80-year-old man in a 15-year-old yeah. body. Um, he lectures his friends about, you know, you know picking up girls. Or the whatever, yeah. like the Karen. Well, the- he's just like, you know, why are you bugging girls? Like, and not, and not in the way that he's like, I don't like girls. But he's like, focus on school. Focus on your basketball. And then the girls will come. Like, he's so, he's a homebody. Yeah. He's not one to, like, go out partying. He's like, I, I'm. I'm terrified to get my driver's license. What if I crash? Like he's <laughs> an old, so he loves Elvis. Like he is an old soul. He's absolutely an old soul versus my daughter. Who's like, I'm loud, waka, waka. proud and waka, waka, I'm here. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's funny you should say that because it's, you know, maybe you have some souls that are very old and, and you know, they've been reborn a million times. You've got some that, you know, are, New. I feel like I'm definitely a newer soul than an older soul, but yeah, I feel like I go through phases. Like uh old soul carries back. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm possibly, yeah, you know, you know, like you're tapping I'm done, in. I'm done. You're tapping into the old soul, but every seven years. Yeah. <laughs> so um in addition to talking um oh I, I, I about that, yeah, you know, I told you as far as um he came back to take care of his mother. Um, he's saying he recalled being in Cindy's womb 
and asked why she had wanted him to be a girl, when in fact Cindy very much had wanted to have a girl. And Ryan added that he had seen her cry for a long time when she had learned um, oh, man. he How was going to be a boy. Like, oh, I, I'm sorry, sweetie. You weren't supposed to remember that. Right? <laughs> oh, well, God. he had told his mom, the doctor got, I, you know, did a test and told you I was a boy. You got mad and said he was wrong. You just knew that I was going to be a girl. Mommy, it was daddy's birthday. You went to a restaurant afterward to eat and you cried for a very long time. Well, you okay, know. No, I just got jealous. Yeah. Well, Cindy soon regretted her behavior, obviously, on that occasion, um, which so embarrassed her that she really talked about it, but she could not deli- deny that what Ryan had said was and true in all respect. You know what? I'd be like, you know what, sweetie? You're only 24% correct. Shut up. I know you're only really um, That is not what happened. Let me I, explain. I, prob- I probably would would lie, like bold face lie on no, that I one. No, I totally wanted a boy. I don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Well, if my son said that, I, I, I told him that I, I is joking because I did want a girl. And when I found out, first Logan wasn't, I didn't find out that until he came out. Did and you think he was a girl or you I, just never I, I knew he was tested? a boy. I knew or, Logan was a boy. But then I was like, because I wanted it to be a surprise. When in all reality, I didn't give a shit. I oh. just wanted him out. Yeah. Um, but I knew deep down he was a boy. And then Will, we went for the ultrasound and I was like, come on, girl. And then she was like, it's a boy. I cried all the way home. I, I went in my room, shut the door, and cried. I remember Brian coming in going, really? You're going to cry about it? You're going to cry about our baby? Big and I baby. was like, shut up. I wanted a girl. And I, I you know. Well, my now da- you've my, got a girl. Right. And my daughter makes fun of, you know, my son all the time saying, well, you know, at least mommy didn't want me to be a girl. You know, she got what she wanted. So <laughs> he always say it's a joke now, but. If my son had come to me without us discussing prior, I probably would have been like, oh, my God. No, that's not why I was crying. <laughs> it's not it at all. It's, but you know what? I would be scared to death of that kid. Like, what else does he freaking know? Oh, oh, I know. You know, like. That's creepy. What else does he know? Like, uh, is he reading my mind right now? Right? Did he see me and your daddy do it? Like, okay, that's terrifying. I mean, I, <laughs> the reincarnation stuff, right? But once you're reincarnated and you're in the womb, Nobody I should don't, know that. Sh- right. Nobody should be. That's creepy. Wow. Okay. It makes me wonder, At, like, because what? What are you twenty? I'm. Tr- I can't remember how far along I was when I when you found, found out. out that what is it? You would have been weeks? like, it's going to be like sixteen. Weeks? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, twelve so to three sixteen to four months. Like right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're a, you're a pea. You're a kidney bean. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? This kid needs to be protected at all. Well, there's so many, there's so many stories where you hear kids, and it it is, you know, uh, uh, like he said, a waiting room, and your physical being is in the womb, but your soul's still waiting for you to, you know, slide right to slide on right on out. And I don't know how that works, but yeah. Wow. So Ryan's identity with Marty Martin was expressed not only in his memories, but through his personality, emotions, and behavior. Um, As with his memories, the greatest intensity of behavioral identification with Martin came when he was about four, but it never disappeared entirely. In narrating his memories, Ryan adopted a mature tone of voice and acted the part. Once he explained to Cindy, quote, I am not the same as the man in the picture on the outside. But on the inside, I am still that man, end quote. He was haunted by things he could not remember most nights. His main concerns were, 
you know, what happened to the children? Oh, wow. What was my other mother's name? What became of my sister? Um, Ryan once saw a cartoon that reminded him of the tap dancing um, he had said he had done in New York. He became, began humming show tunes and, and tap dance. I mean, if my kid broke out in a tap dance, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah. Um, he had asked Cindy to get him some tap shoes and started a routine in the middle of the floor <laughs> saying, tip, tap, tip, tap, as if, you know, keeping the beat. Um, he also wanted to wear what he called, quote, unquote, like agent. The 30s and 40s. Agent clothes. Yep. Gangsters. Suits, dress shirts, ties, um, black rimmed, quote, unquote, agent glasses. Um, he took a pair of children's 3D spectacles, popped out the lenses, and wore them everywhere. Um, he would also play at making movies. At a birthday party when he was four, he assembled all the children present to direct them for his movie. He yelled at the adults that he needed help because it was hard to act and direct a a major motion picture at the same time. What? You're no longer invited to the children. I know it's sort I'm sorry, Ryan, but... You know what? That uh, would just be like... So sorry. We can't invite him. Mommy, I want to invite my friend Ryan. You know what? We just sent out the last invite. The world has run out of paper. (laughs) (laughs) No email? No. Nope, that doesn't work. Um, he recalled living or having badly been scratched by a cat. Um, he hated cats and was actually afraid of them. Um, he related that he had liked going to restaurants in Chinatown where his parents first took him to a Chinese restaurant. He had expertly employed uh, chopsticks without even being taught how, which I still struggle with chopsticks. I love using yeah. them, but you know, yeah. I, I I play like I'm like I know. Oh yeah, I got it. You ask for the little kid things that they put at the top so you can squeeze no, them together. I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. Oh um, really? I just I just try to do it on my own until I fail and I'm like fuck it, I'm gonna use a fork. I just screw it. <laughs> or my fingers. Um, um, um. When Marty Martin was identified, um, Tucker prepared sets of pictures to present to Ryan to see if he could pick out persons Martin had known. Uh, he did this without letting his mother or father know the correct answers. Um, and he went and without even inform, informing them of Martin's name to ensure they did no background research in advance to kind of, you know, alter the results. So Ryan, who had just turned six, was in bad humor when Tucker arrived. He was not in a mood to do the test. And it was obvious that he was pointing at pictures haphazardly. <laughs> Um, he was like, whatever, I'm tired of this shit. Um, after dinner, however, he was ready. So Tucker showed him the first set of four pictures of women and asked if any of them looked familiar. Ryan pointed to one, but when asked, he said he did not know who it was, um, who she was. It was Marilyn's, uh, or excuse me, Martin's fourth wife. Um, Tucker next showed Ryan pictures of four men, one of whom he believed was, quote, unquote, Senator Five. Um, yeah. yeah. Ryan pointed to one of the pictures, and then Tucker asked him if he was sure, and he said that he was. The picture was of Irving um, Ives, a senator from New York during Martin's lifetime. Um, also, Mart- or Ryan correctly identified a picture of Martin as a young man in a pose and attire very different from his appearance in Night After Night, which is kind of weird. Um, but he then began to miss... And after two more trials, Tucker called um, a halt to the experiment. So 
He was somewhat right, but not entirely right. Which make which makes you question how much yeah have the parents maybe elaborated or right you know did a little bit of background investigation prior to Tucker showing up. You know, even though they didn't know he was bringing photographs. But, you know, just going through books and saying, do you know this person? Well, that's Marilyn Monroe. Well, right. do you know this person? It's, yeah, I don't you know, know I didn't Frank Sinatra or whatever. So I have pulled up a picture of this little kid with his glasses that he poked the lenses out of. He's freaking adorable. Is he? Yeah. I got to look. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And how crazy is that, though? I mean. It's interesting. It, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, in retrospect, Tucker realized that it might have been better to have shown Ryan the pictures one at a time rather than like in this large group. Yeah, because he's and six. In a yeah group picture. Um, he could have alternated his decoys with the targets in randomized order and shown Ryan all of them rather than stopping partway through. Well, you know, he observed that ideally someone who did not know the identities of any of the individuals would have been presented the pictures to avoid giving Ryan any unconscious clues. So still, even if the recognition test could have been better handled, Ryan made correct selections in three out of the four trials, which is saying a lot. I mean, in my opinion, that's three out of five. That's more than half. Right. So Ryan very much wanted to meet Martin's adopted sons um, and make amends for what he believed was bad treatment of them. Oh, wow. Um, but this never became possible. Um, however, he was able to meet Martin's daughter, who had been eight when he had died. So she was 57 when Ryan met her and naturally had changed a great deal in between eight and 57. So um, Ryan complained that she had not waited for him. Um, he recognized her face. Um, he said, but her energy was different and he did not want to see her again. <laughs> I mean, um, how do you, how do you, well, he's six, right? So yeah. I guess you're not really going to understand the love that a parent has, but it seemed like he was really wanting to meet his, the kids. So, but now he's like, no, I don't think so. She's got bad energy. And not waited for him. You mean because she grew up? And that, oh, that's my take um, on it that, yeah, she didn't wait for him. I mean, a lot probably happened in 50 years, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? I mean, come on, give the girl some... Give the lady a break. <laughs> okay. Well, for her part, Martin's daughter did try to mm -hmm. be helpful. Um, she had confirmed the accuracy of many of Ryan's memory um, memories of personal things. For instance, he had driven a green car, um, which we talked about, and didn't allow anyone else to drive. She confirmed that her dad hated cats and had bought her a dog she didn't like. Um, that he had a huge collection of sunglasses. And because she was young when he died, there were many things she just couldn't verify. But her testimony proved invaluable in evaluating Ryan's statements. So Ryan is unusual among children with past life ex um, experiences and memories in having a well-developed psychic sense. Uh, many reincarnation case subjects with ESP directed towards members of the previous family. Um, but Ryan's talent was concerned with people and events in his own life. Um, once he talked to Cindy about one of her siblings who had died in infancy, something he had not been told about. So he knew about his own family yeah. um, past, you know, history. He went on and on about needing to buy Kevin a watch, um, his dad. Um, when Cindy noted that Kevin already had a watch, 
Ryan said he would need a replacement by Father's Day, and indeed, Kevin's watch was broken on the eve of Father's Day. <laughs> not crazy? Yeah. Um, on his first trip to Los Angeles, Ryan predicted correctly that they would be given white cars. Um, and then there were just several other incidents of this nature during that time frame. Um, on his second visit to Los Angeles, Ryan was excited and happy to be, you know, back in the places he recalled. But the trip brought, you know, resolution. And afterwards, he was better able to live in the present. Um, after meeting Marilyn's or Martin's daughter, I don't know why I keep saying Marilyn, Martin's daughter. It looks it's like, like you see the M and the A and the R and the Y. And it's, it's like, like yeah. ugh. Um, Martin's daughter, he really mentioned his memories unless he was reminded of them. Um, one night, six months after the premiere of The Unexplained of Life in the Movies on April 30th, 2011, Cindy walked into his room to find what he had, you know, he had just removed all the decorations related to Martin. Um, even his iron taffle, um, iron um, Eiffel Tower and the pictures of New York. He just took it down and he told her it was time to just be a regular kid. You know, I would imagine it, this sounds a little to me like not this part, but a right. lot of the things that you went over with is like it, the ti- the nightmares and it, yeah, it's it probably sounds like a like it sounds like a haunting, a haunting. Like, well, yeah, you're right. Like I know it's not, haunting me, right? But yeah. that's exactly what it sounds like. That's a very good. It's just the first thing yeah. that came, not the first thing, but it's like yeah. comparable to me of of. Not, I don't know that he was traumatized, but I'd imagine there was some trauma in there. There's some grief related there. Something, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's just, man. Well, and to know, you know, especially if you you really wanted to see your daughter and you're like, well, shit, she moved on. She's 57. I can't have a relationship with her. I mean, the only thing I'm you can. Eight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only thing you can do is, is say, okay, I'm done with this life. I need to focus on the now and not the then. Well, and the fact that he did that at such a young age. Age. Like, I just need to be a kid. Right, exactly. I'm sure he probably had guidance from a counselor or a mother or whatever. Right, Um, right. But it's still, like, I can tell you, my kids did the exact opposite of everything that I asked them to do. Same, 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 same. I'm um, I'm impressed. Go to bed at a decent hour. I'm just going to stay up till three, not tell my parents. They won't know. Yep. Yep. No, I'm with you. Um. The influence of Martin's personality persisted, um, however. And 11, Ryan still loved 1950s music um, and had wanted to go to New York. He continued to be fascinated with sunglasses, um, liked to wear button-down dress shirts. Um, he also followed politics and, uh, and identified as a Republican early on. Um, he had also become interested in Judaism, um, creating tensions in his Christian family because they were devout Christians, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm going this way. I'm going to go towards, right. you know, Judaism. Um, but he no longer was hostile towards cats, um, <laughs> although um, not his favorite animal. Um, he would tolerate them without anxiety at that point. So Ryan's case is similar to other reincarnation cases, but, the, you know, the image of memories, emotions, and behaviors is uncommonly strong in his and so he's like a special case. Yes. Um, at first, this seems curious because children who start talking about their memories as late as Ryan normally have very few memories um, and behavioral carryovers um, than children who start sharing their memories a year or two earlier. But also, you know, Ryan couldn't talk very well. So right. he may have like captured all of that stuff in his head and just been thinking about like it, thinking waiting. about it. And then once he could talk, he was just like, blah. Yeah. Um, 
this may, um, like I said, may have been due to his, you know, enlarged adenoids, um, which kept him from talking. But um, Ryan was observed by so many people that the possibility that this case was a hoax concocted by his parents for publicly uh, or excuse me, publicity or even financial gain um, may be set aside. A lot of people are saying yeah. that this is a very true case. It's too it's too many similarities to uh, Marty Martin um, and and verified facts even by his daughter. Right. So um, it was hard to see how Cindy could have fed him information um, or shaped his behaviors even had she secretly discovered Martin's identity before it had become generally known. And I would imagine at, at a four, six, eight years old, you, you aren't keeping secrets. You're... Oh, yeah, you're a babber. You're a four in 2006 or whenever. You're blabbing everything. Yeah, I mean, we have therapists now that yeah. could, you know, it may, they'll get that out of you. Oh, absolutely. That's what I would think. Yeah, and as a kid, you babble everything that pops into your head. My daughter still does that, and she's 11. Exactly. You know, so, um, so yeah, I, I don't think it was a hoax. Uh, most of the information about Mary, uh, Martin now available on the internet was not there as this case was developing in any event. So it would have been very hard for Cindy to do the research, pull it up and document it and then shove that into right. her kid's brain or say, Hey, you now like sunglasses. Um, so, um, Cindy, I don't think just forced that on him. Right. Um, and her primary goal in all of this was just to find peace for her son. Yeah. Um, but Ryan demonstrated, again, psychic, very strong psychic abilities. You know, could he have learned the things he had known about Martin through ESP rather than three, you know, three reincarnation in memory? So that's something to, you know, to ponder about um, his emo emotional turmoil, his longing for the past, his nightmares and his play reminiscent of Martin all suggest something deeper and more extensive than the acquisition of some information through ESP, in my opinion. Right. And Ryan's ESP was directed to his present life anyway, not his past life. So I don't really think that ESPN or ESPN, <laughs> I don't think basketball had anything to do with it. And no, you know, I, I, I concur. Yeah, I think I meant ESP um, had <laughs> anything to do with it. Um, although the possibility of an unusual psychic uh, mechanism cannot be ruled out, it would Likely appear unlikely to have a, a played a role in this case. And yeah. At least that's my opinion. And I think the opinion of a lot of the experts. Yeah. So that that's the case of Ryan. Um, oh, that was uh, That's a good case. I'm going to talk real quickly about um, uh, another one. Um, it's really short and I think it's kind of interesting. Um, this is the case of Sonam Wang Du. And I'm assuming I pronounced that correct. If somebody knows, then I mean, correct you know. me. I, I did think, my best. I think we're, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, he was actually born in 1991. Um, Wayne, I'm just going to call him Wang, Wang Du, was only two years old when he realized he was actually the fourth reincarnation of the original Tibetan Lama. Now, Lama is the Tibetan word for guru. So, Dizung Hinpochi. One, hmm. and I'm a, I, I, I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly, but he realized that he was, and I'm going to just call him Dizung. Yeah. Um, the realization was the culmination of a number of signs that had been accumulating since 
before the boy was even born. Um, these included the visions of his mother and his and her own llama, um, as well as the words of the third reincarnation of Dizung himself, um, the third, who informed his alkalites in 1987, which was the year of his death, I will be reborn in Seattle. And so when you brought up earlier that how does, you know, these yeah. people not, hey, I'll be right back. Perfect yeah. example right here. Right. He said, I'll be back and I'm going to be born in, yeah, Seattle. So in 1996, the boy who by then only answered to the name, and I, I really am happy. I wouldn't even try. Um, a true. Trucula. Trucula, yeah. Um, and that actually means reincarnation. Um, left his family forever. Wait, to, wait, wait. He was. He, when he wow, was. Wow, he was only five. Five? Yeah, he was born in 91, I, and like, now he's 96. I, so it's 96, yeah. Well, I had to say, like, come on. His parents just let him go. Different culture, dude. Different culture. Oh, so he wasn't born in... Oh, okay. So, I mean, he... I mean, I'm assuming that he was... It must have been really strong. Yeah, I, I, I was really strong with this one. Yeah. yeah I mean, I didn't want to say <laughs> yeah. the whole thing, but... I, that's exactly the force is really strong with this one. That's what I didn't want to <gasps> <Yeah>. say, <laughs> but yes, I said it. <laughs> so, but he left his family forever to be raised by monks while studying Tibetan Buddhism um, in Kathmandu, Nepal, and eventually becoming the head of the monastery there. Arriving in Nepal, he dressed in gold and maroon robes and riding on a luggage cart pushed by his mother. Um, the little llama smiled widely, um, widely reported. Um, Seattle met in night in a 2016 follow-up story, tracing the boy's journey over the last 20 years. Um, when asked how long he would stay in Nepal, though, the little boy was serene, almost stoic. Lots of time. He said, I'm just going to stay here a long time. Um, and that has proven to be true. The boy is now in his 23rd year of life as the fourth reincarnation of Dizung Rinpoche one. So, wow. So yeah, I, 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 Ryan's case is very compelling to me. Um, next week's case um, is going to be a little bit different. There's been a little bit more criticism brought on about this next case um, that we'll talk about. A little bit more challenging. They feel like the parents kind of um, indulge their kid a little bit more, but you guys can decide. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, this kind of wraps up this episode. Um, I love to hear everybody's feedback, whether or not you yeah. believe in reincarnation, if you think it's bullshit, if you think Ryan's family was trying to capitalize off his, you know, memories or, or what. Um, if you go YouTube, um, you know, Ryan's case, you there's lots of information out there about it. Um, and you can look up the unexplained episode, I believe. And he may have also been on one, I think it was... There's another episode um, out there or, or documentary about children being reincarnated um, that gives the full story of his, yeah. his case. So. Well, this was good. I'm excited. I hate that it's um, ending, but I can't wait until next week. Absolutely. I will be back, as Arnold Schwarzenegger said. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Have a, Have a great week. Bye. Bye. This episode of Status Macabre is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. This episode is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio.
to support the show. Please visit statusmacabre.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Special thanks to Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, Barrett Gruber, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Thank you for listening.